to the Defenders Podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. And I'm Will. <laughs> Yay! We are back. Um, we are covering the remaining Marvel Netflix series. Who knows how long they shall carry on. <laughs> we, will, we will talk about that in a minute. <laughs> it's very sad, sad times, guys. You both sound so sad. It's sad. We were meant to have two guests today, but both of them forgot they were guesting. So instead, it's just us three. So you're going to have to put up with us three instead. Hooray! We are forgettable. Hooray! <laughs> uh, so it's just us three instead. Um, and we are back covering Daredevil. And yes, I did watch the whole thing in one day. Um, however, I have to give a shout out to uh, a friend of uh, of ours, uh, Chris, who does all of our themes for Defenders Podcast. Chris is fortunate that he is the only person that I would have interrupted watching 13 episodes of Daredevil to go and hang out with. And I did. <laughs> so, Chris, that shows how much I love you. <laughs> I was like, I can't give up the uh, opportunity to go and hang out with Chris. So I had a little break, went to the pub with Chris and then watched the rest when I got home. Because Chris is awesome. Uh, right, do you guys want some news? I mean, nothing much has happened since we last yeah. spoke. <laughs> There's no news, really. I'll go through the little little news first. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, so, uh, our interview, uh, the interview I did with Janelle Stevens has been released. Uh, Janelle is the stunt double for Misty Knight. And the Dora, one of the Dora Milaje, which I always struggle to pronounce, um, in Black Panther. Um, she was absolutely awesome. We chatted a lot about Black Panther um, and about working in um, in the stunt business as well. So um, check that out. It's on our uh, feed now. Um, apparently, Cloak and Dagger Season 2 has begun production, Tammy. I don't know if you watch that, Will, but I know Tammy does. I've seen the first half of the season. I need to finish it. I've I've seen the first half as well. I need to finish it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I know. I know there's too much to watch. Yeah, you know. probably. This is my excuses. My viewing buddy will start watching something and then he'll lose interest about halfway through and I'm kind of stuck like wanting to finish it but <laughs> waiting on him. Uh, yeah. Tell him to get his own TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just do what my mum did, which um, she sneakily watched uh, Stranger Things Season 2 when my dad was out <laughs> and didn't tell him. And then he was like, oh, can we watch uh, St- uh, Stranger Things Season 2? And she was like, no, I've already watched it. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he still hasn't seen it. <laughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will now resume production in 2021. Really? 2021. That makes me sad because I'm like... I don't know. The whole thing with Guardians makes me sad. Yeah. You know, it's just a crappy situation, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, talking about more crappy situations, <laughs> Luke Cage and Iron Fist have been cancelled within a week of each other, and Luke Cage was cancelled the same day that, that Daredevil Season 3 came out, which is a bit of a kick in the teeth. Um, yeah. Like, do you want to talk about it, guys? It's sad. I think they're going to cancel everything else. I do as well. I do too. They can, yeah, Netflix and Marvel are done for now. Mm. So I think this is uh, this is all, all the three of us breaking up, guys, because <laughs> we won't have the Defenders anymore. Yeah. Well, I think, like, I mean, we'll have Jessica Jones Season 3 and Punisher Season 2, and I think that would be it, because 
I feel like they would have announced other shows yeah. by now if they were going to go into production. Although apparently it sounded like Luke Cage season three was all but expected, and then it they're saying it's due to creative yeah, differences. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's crazy, but you know they kind of jumped the gun, I guess, starting to to work on it a little bit too. So I think they have to though because of the length of time it takes to write and. I guess, but if you, you know, don't know you're going to get paid on something, I just true. I, I kind of feel like I'm not going to get paid on it. Yeah. I'll work when I know for a fact I'm going to do it, but that's that's just me being greedy. <laughs> <I suppose. laughs> you're a regular. Gordon Gecko, Tammy. Wasn't he the... Yeah, that was him in Wall Street who said greed is good. Gordon Gecko, Tammy. You know me, super greedy. Super greedy. Um, (laughs) So greedy. Yeah, and I think they said um, Iron Fist was due to... uh, It wasn't due to ratings, because Netflix don't release their ratings, but I heard it was because not, not enough people were staying subscribed through watching Iron Fist. I don't know how they would judge that but it was something like that so basically it is ratings it's just the the yeah, way that they like measure it. it yeah whatever their data tells them like you i don't know i think it may have been the same similar to maybe sensei maybe just not enough people were watching yeah. um and they probably their data can probably tell them that this many people have watched it at this point and this is how mm. many we can expect or whatever i don't know yeah but a lot of it's based on their data it seems like I also think as well that like it makes sense for Netflix to not want to promote Marvel stuff to an extent because obviously Marvel's going to have their own or Disney's going to have its own streaming services and he's talking about doing all these projects like a a Loki TV show and a Scarlet Witch TV show which I don't understand either of those personally um, but you know they're going to you know they're probably thinking well why would we you know why would Netflix pay money to create this content when they've got their own streaming service that's in direct competition Um, and also Netflix has done a deal with Mark Millar I think to produce new content for um, new sort of comic book content for Netflix so I can understand it but like I mean I think I put on Facebook I was like if this is the end of these characters I'm really sad because both Iron Fist and Luke Cage ended on cliffhangers um and I don't want it to be the last time we see these characters, particularly uh, Ward, obviously, because I love him. Um, but, like, yeah, I don't want it to be the last time. Yeah, Misty and Colleen and, like, you know, for it to be the last time we see these characters. And then the problem is if um, Disney and Marvel decide they're going to do another series like a Heroes for Hire or, you know, something combining these characters, which a lot of people are sort of saying... Then I mean I think we were talking about it, Tammy, weren't we? Where the streaming service for Disney doesn't go live until what do you say, like late 2019? Yeah. So yeah, and if they go into sort of product, so it's going to be a while before they would go into production on anything, and then you know the actors might not be available. So it's um, you know, just kind of it kind of sucks. Yeah, I feel that I mean the fanboy says I want Heroes for Hire and Daughters of the Dragon, but. Mm. The realist says that they're probably a long shot before and probably even a longer shot now. And the um, reaction to Daredevil Season 3 has been really positive. Like, a lot of people are, like, I mean, the reaction all over for it has been positive from what I've seen. And it kind of is like, you know, I feel like they would almost be crazy not to do a Season 4. But I don't think we're going to get one. And that makes me really sad. 
Uh, one of the things I heard, I was too is like I mean they said not that Netflix necessarily looks at this per se, but they said social media wise that even though Daredevil maybe seems as popular, mm-hmm. um, so sh- there's not as much social media activity around Daredevil season three as mm-hmm. Daredevil season two or one. So they were like, you know, if they do look at things like what people are talking about, mm-hmm. Daredevil season three is pretty low. It also seems to be the case because I I heard um, uh, and I've read some stuff as well. People saying that the marketing hasn't been as much for season three. Yeah. Like season two, they did a ton. That's because they like, um, you know why? Because they put it out like on the ass of mm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Iron Fist. I'm like, if they gave themselves a little bit of space, they probably could have advertised. Well, I wonder if something's happening. They had to do that. Yeah. Like maybe they had to. Just trying to be done with the Marvel stuff and put yeah. it out there, and you know. Yeah, it sucks. Out. And also, when Daredevil season three came out on Netflix, um, the day of it re- released, and I've heard this from a lot of people. I, I know I was surprised when I went onto Netflix because I figured it would be on the homepage, you know, like the big banner at the top saying, you know, released today, and it wasn't there, and it wasn't. No. I, I literally had to search for it, and a yeah. lot of people have said that that it's like really hidden, like Netflix are not pushing it at all. So, I don't know. Which is weird. Yeah, I, I mean, sorry. I just I wouldn't know how Netflix, just, uh, what algorithms and what goes into what's get advertised to whom or whatever. Because a lot of this sounds very similar to when, since say season two mm-hmm. was released, and you know what was coming out when it was canceled. Like they didn't advertise it. Yeah. Very much at all compared to season one, and you had to kind of search for it if you wanted to find it on Netflix. So I just like to, I wish I could be a fly on the wall and Netflix <laughs> figure out yeah. how to do this kind of stuff. And I guess as well, like Netflix, they own Sensei as far as I know, so they could yeah. do the final, um, yeah, the, the sort of movie to tie everything up, whereas they can't with um, with this because the character they don't own. Well, I don't know how much of it they own and they don't, and it's really confusing. But, I mean, yeah. I will be really sad if it's like we, you know, like I heard a, a suggestion, I think it was on the Weekly Planet podcast, and they said, you know, why don't you just, why don't they just every year do a Defenders series, like once a year, but have it, like, be a longer series, and that has all the characters, but it's not necessarily them all teamed up against something, it just shows all of their stories. I was like, that might be quite cool, but I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's yeah, sad. I mean, in a way, like I'm just like I'm obviously Netflix isn't to cancel them, but it really kind of, it screws over Disney actually because mm-hmm. even if Disney wanted to continue these series, they can't continue them for quite a quite a while because they're not starting their streaming service for a while. Yeah, and I'm sure it wouldn't be like oh we're gonna come out with our streaming service and day one these would drop. It they would need time to kind of plan that which they don't have in the works currently mm. and the actors by then could potentially and not just the actors but the crew the cast mm-hmm. and the writers everybody could have other jobs by then yeah they can't hold their lives off for a year waiting for something potentially to happen yeah i think as well if they if they like decided to carry on these series on disney streaming i think if they to an extent like say they said they were going to do another daredevil series on the streaming and they were like recasting i think that would be a really big mistake as well exactly yeah it would be and i don't see them doing that like Mm. it wouldn't make any sense it's not like it's been years since the show has been on netflix it's like 
literally just a month. So. But yeah, but then they like did it with Spider Man. You know, they had Andrew Garfield, and then like you know, two years no, later, you've got another one. <laughs> we don't talk about that. So, is it too late to put them in Infinity War Part Two? Oh, please! <laughs> Shoot some more scenes. Oh. I know. Yeah, there was someone on like Twitter, I think, who was like, why don't you just stick them in Infinity War and then show them all turning to dust? Meh, they suck. Whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, I think I also said on Facebook, if they, um, if they carried on Luke Cage on Disney streaming and didn't have a Chia Hadari Coca involved, then they're crazy. Because I really yeah. think he, out of all the showrunners... I think Melissa Rosenberg as well to Jessica Jones, but I really think with with him and the Luke Cage series, he put his heart and soul into that show. Um, Just the way it appears to me anyway. I think he really made that show what it was. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, let's talk about other happy things. Um, Daredevil's back. Hooray! Uh, And we're talking about episode one of season three. It is called Resurrection, written by new showrunner Eric Olison and directed by Mark Jobs, who's a returning director. And the description is shattered physically. I'm like, let's talk about happy things. Shattered physically and spiritually, (laughs) Mattery thinks his purpose and place in Hell's Kitchen. Meanwhile, Fisk puts a plan in motion from behind bars. Mm. And then with this one, I mean, literally, we, I was like, we might as well just go through it in order um, because we're yeah. really with Matt most of the time and Fisk at the end. So um, and then probably next week we're going to sort of split the characters a bit more. So um, we start off with this really gorgeous shot, CGI shot of Matt, like upside down, in an upside down crucifix pose, surrounded by fire. And he's. You know, he looks like he's in hell. He's falling into the water. Um, and I think at this point, because I watched this with um, with Rebecca, our listener, and this was when me and Rebecca said, oh, that's where the budget for those last three uh, Iron Fist episodes went. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Iron Fist was only ten episodes. Um, but it's a really cool shot, though. And then he... Is he getting, like, sucked into a sewer? I think so. I don't really understand how it works but because like he's so but he's so far underground like do you remember like in in defenders when they showed how far under like how far down that went and they dropped the the light down you didn't hear it so he would have to be shot up like because like it's like manhattan is not like the land in manhattan is not considerate it's not a hill in the middle of the hudson you know is it so I don't understand. <laughs> I just like to imagine he got shot up um, a, a pipe like um, Augustus Gloop in Willy Wonka. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he gets flushed out of a sewage pipe, um, which is, is nice. So not only is he all beaten up, and I'm going to gross Tammy out now, he's all beaten up and he's got all these bloody wounds and he's covered in sewage as well. Yeah. 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 No infection he's got, at all. Yeah, and he dies of diphtheria. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't the building exploding that got him. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the sepsis. <laughs> Why is this random cab driver pulling up next to a sewage pipe? Yeah. Yeah. Rebecca got very excited because as soon as she sees a cab driver in any Marvel show of these, we, um, you know, we're like, oh, it's Moon Knight because <laughs> Moon Knight is a cab driver. Um, but no, it wasn't Moon Knight. It's just some dude. 
um, but that would have been cool. And Matt tells him to take him to Father Lantern at Clinton Church. And then we get the first of these scenes that, sh- that are sort of from his perspective of how he's experiencing the world. And I think the sound design in this episode is really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like his when he's itching his ear and you can hear that, like, the you know, it's not right in that ear he's hearing and everything. And he's kind of in and out of it. Um, and he's asking about Electra and flashbacking back to Electra. And um, I know uh, there were worries I heard before this season was released of people saying they didn't want it to be the whole season he's uh, moping after Electra. Um, what do you guys think of that? Were you guys like, oh, I guess, mention Electra in this episode? I mean, well, they're going to have to. They have to mention her, but I'm hoping it's not the whole season is taken up with Electra. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I was just saying, I don't know how much more I could take of just him moping around. I mean, it did change through the episode, but also um, him still hiding the fact that he's alive. I don't know how much longer I'll be able to take that. I think um, Rebecca and I kept saying that he... Oh, yeah. I think there would be a... Yeah, well, I won't say. Um, Rebecca and I said um, kept referring to him as a drama llama in these uh, this episode because he's just being so dramatic. And it's like, yeah, he's had bad stuff happen, but we were like, Matt, stop being so dramatic. Come on. Turn that frown upside down. (laughs) So when he wakes up, he's in St. Agnes, which is where he grew up. It's also where Daisy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. grew up, if you remember, because they grew up together, apparently. (laughs) I know. Well, she referenced it in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it was like, St. Agnes, awesome. And Matt is deaf in his right ear and is... um, Tries to get up because he's stubborn and then he falls over and he says, uh, Sister Maggie holds him and then he says he can't see. And it's we get a little audio flashback to episode one. Um, what do you guys think of Sister Maggie? Oh, she is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> Did you guys notice the heartbeat at the end of the credits music went on for longer than usual? Oh, no, I didn't notice it going on for longer. I felt, I felt like it went on for longer, like it when the screen cut to black it was still going I don't think it usually goes on for that much longer um, but then it it sort of goes into the next scene which is Matt examining his ear and stuff and I figured it was kind of leading into that um, but he's examining his ear and his torso and everything and we find out later that he's hurt his spine and his hip we find out that Sister Maggie has sworn the other nuns to secrecy about him, they all know who he is and <laughs> We get Father Lantern back, which I was very happy because I love him. And we find out his first name in this episode, which is Paul. Aww. So he's Paul Lantern. Yeah. Um, How does this, Maggie know that he hurt his spine? Does she just diagnose him? I, I guess. And I'm like, if someone's hurt their spine, I don't think... I think maybe you should take him to a specialist. You know? Because, <laughs> that's yeah, it's kind of serious. But, um, yeah, she says his spine and his hip... And we see his hip go later when he tries to do his kick. That's like, if I did a kick, that's exactly how I would fall, I think. Um, (laughs) Or even getting out of bed sometimes, I think. (laughs) Um, And uh, Father Lantern doesn't understand why Matt is asking about Electra because he's like, "Um, I buried her like ages ago. What are you talking about? (laughs) Matt's like, no, she was there, I swear. And Father Lantern's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because um, obviously no one else really saw her apart from the defenders, and then Matt refuses confession. 
and he just wants Father Lansman to give it a rest talking about God. Uh, this is a slow start to the season, like this episode I think is a very slow start, but we get a lot of character stuff in this episode, which I really like, and we get sort of sort of see inside Matt's head, particularly as we haven't seen this character for so long since the Defenders. Um, is that something, because you got, obviously, Will, you were saying you don't know how, how much long you can, he can keep him, you know, it's secret him being alive. And all this kind of thing. But were you happy to have quite a slow start to the season? No. <laughs> At the beginning, I was just so excited to see Daredevil. But then as the episode went on, I was like, oh, this is draggy. I kind of want them to do some more. But yeah. I mean, I'm fine with the character. I think I liked some of the moments with uh, Foggy and Karen maybe a little more than... But then Sister Maggie was awesome as well. But mm. I think it was a little bit... T- too slow for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, go on. Sorry, Tammy. I was, I was just saying same. Yeah? Because we, um, I forgot how little action we have in this like episode. I, I say a lot of times, like I said in like another episode, a lot of times it depends on when I'm watching it and what kind of mood I'm in. I think I watched this around midnight last night and maybe could have used something a little more action oriented if <laughs> awake. I don't know. <laughs> no, fair enough. You're like, Right, midnight, yeah, Dedo, it's going to be awesome, there's going to be fighting, and it's going to be great. And then you're like, oh, they're just talking about stuff. <laughs> it's not keeping me awake. Yeah, see, I watched it, like, first thing in the morning, so I was, like, wide awake. So, um, yeah, but I do agree it's quite a slow start. Um, I like these random little orphans sneaking up on, on Matt. <laughs> like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so strange. Um, and uh, he has probably given, you know really bum them out because they're like what happened to you and he's like life and it's like geez matt (laughs) 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 i mean these poor little orphans they're having a hard life like (laughs) can't you cheer them up a bit matt come on you feel it would you have done that as well tammy yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh so maggie arrives to uh change his gauze and they chat about him being daredevil and she asks if he's really blind and Matt says his daredevil days are behind him. Um, but he's a liar, liar, pants on fire. Because as we see later in this episode, he's running around as daredevil. Um, and because he's out of the woods now, even though he has a busted spine and hip, she says, hey, you got to leave. <laughs> get out. Get out of here. Yep, she's done with him. And then Matt is... She's like, oh, you're so depressing. Get out of here. Yeah. It's like, and Matt's like, I'm a sad sack. I have no one. And I was like, uh, you've got Danny Rand, uh, who's got a billion pounds or billion dollars. Like, yeah. why don't you go and hang out with him? Come on. Like, who's currently looking after your city? Yeah, exactly. He'll give you bionic spine. Uh, you've got Jessica. You've got Luke. Do you know how fast his leg healed? Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you've got like if he wants, you know, the people who he's close to, he wants to, I I guess protect them. I don't know, you know, like Foggy and Karen. I would have thought that he would. I mean, obviously they can't because of the writing. But you know, he could be like, oh, I'm gonna call up one of my other super powered buddies. You know? Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah, but he's 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 having a he's feeling a bit sorry for himself. Um, so he says he has no one. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. And then we uh-huh. see uh, his abandoned apartment, Karen arriving there. Oh, this door is so gross. <laughs> like, g- like g- good work on the props team and everything, but I've never realised how gross the outside of Matt's apartment is before. It's so filthy. 
I want to live in a New York City apartment for a little while. It's like what Peter Parker lived in or Matt Murdock. What, with the giant neon sign? I'd like to live in an apartment this big because it's massive. Obviously, it's because they have to have so many fight scenes outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I... I like a tiny little apartment that costs like $3,000 yeah. a month. <laughs> like, I would <laughs> get that authentic New York experience. It would be cool. You need to have a look out your window and see a water tower. I always think that's yeah, the that's the authentic, <laughs> yeah, or the oh, stuck tower. <laughs> Be awesome. Um, so Karen is has knocks on the door before entering because I guess she still thinks that Matt might be there and puts the bills on the table and uh, we find out obviously it's because she's paying the bills and the bills at her place and I was like how is she affording to pay all these bills and then Rebecca reminded me she does have her own office. At the Daily Bu- at the uh, New York Bulletin, <laughs> and is apparently the best-paid journalist ever. Yeah, yeah. It still it still well, makes me crazy. The, she has her own office. She gets all the front page stories, so she really does. Like particularly whenever we see a shot of her in her office, and you see all the other reporters outside the office, and they're all sharing the bullpen, and she's got this massive yeah. office. I'm like, how? Oh, it's crazy. Um. And we get a flashback to what happened after Matt revealed his identity to her, which is going all the way back to Good. season two. Yeah, definitely. And I like that it, it it skips forward slightly because she obviously, she says to him, I needed some space. So she must have just kind of left um, at that point and then come to see him later. Um, and he's she's sort of talking to him about it and he's explaining it and he's saying he'll never lie to her again explaining everything um i know at one point in this rebecca when karen says that she finds it humiliating when matt's describing everything about her to her and karen says this is humiliating and rebecca said to me it's not as humiliating as flirting with frank castle and i was like yeah <laughs> yeah karen awkward yeah um and I like that Matt uh, does a reference to their favourite Indian place, which I'm guessing is the one they went on yeah. their date to, that uh, Tammy couldn't find. That's the one that I missed because I was shoved into another restaurant. <laughs> you were shoved into a, another Indian restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <pretty much. laughs> um, and Matt says that he's going to leave Daredevil behind. And then they talk about the addict analogy again and that Foggy and Karen both thought that he was an alcoholic. But they don't go too much into the addict thing, which I'm glad, because we, I know we all said that we weren't really fans of that when it was in Defenders. No. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. And Matt says he doesn't need or want Daredevil anymore. And we totally believe him, don't we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not like anything. we watched Defenders. Yeah. yeah. Well, from episode two of this season, the show's actually called Matt Murdock. I haven't told you guys. Oh. No. <laughs> there's no more Daredevil. It's just him... Lying in a bed and and crying. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a surprise twist. Uh, then Foggy enters and he is looking sharp. Yeah, that's what by let the devil out. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the devil's out of the show. Uh, Foggy is looking sharp. As the seasons go on, his hair gets shorter and shorter, and his suits get nicer and nicer. <laughs> So season five, he'd be bald and like a $5,000 suit. Yeah, he'll, he'll be the new kingpin. <laughs> um, and Karen's asked him that she needs help getting an extension from the landlord so they can keep his apartment. And 
Foggy says that Matt's dead, and it's the first time he said it out loud, and I was like, oh, Foggy, oh no! And somewhere Michael David's like, Foggy, you suck! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought this was really sweet, and he blames himself. Um, but he will pay the bills for one no, uh, and one more how, month's rent. Oh, God, sorry. How often do you think that Foggy and Karen hang out? That I wouldn't have thought that often. Like, been paying all the bills, like... Well, he said he helped her pack up the apartment, um, but it's obviously been months and months and months. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that often. Wow. I think they've probably both got um, involved in their work, and Foggy might have someone else that he's been spending time with. Mm-hmm. It was me. Um, but, yeah, he <laughs> might... <laughs> um, I, I won't say anything else about that. But uh, I think they've probably both got so involved in their work, and obviously Karen has had the whole Punisher thing in the meantime. Um <laughs> you know that whole punisher thing um so i don't think they've probably hung out much at all since matt's funeral um so in the next scene father lantern is wheeling matt down the hallway and i did like the fact that they've really like escalated it here that like like matt is completely helpless at this point like yeah he can't walk can't see he can't hear anything can't smell anything like you just think how frustrated it must be for for someone like him who is so active all the time and he's kind of unable to do anything at this point. So I think that's why he's a he's a you know part of the reason he's a he's a grumpy cat this episode. Um, and he says as well he can't smell anything. We find out that his nose might be slightly blocked in Tammy's favourite scene later. <laughs> I thought of you when I saw that teen scene, Tammy. Yeah, when uh, when uh, when uh, Matt um, clears his nose. Oh God. <laughs> I was like, I, I apparently <laughs> blocked it out. <laughs> Did you block it out like Matt had a blocked nose of blood? Oh, stop. Yeah, so like all it took to get his back. Like, ugh. Yeah, just that magic, like, magic bit of water. Good, is this a good ad for Neti Pots or a bad one? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, like, my, my reference for those is so vague. I'm sure I've seen one in another film, but like I've never seen one in real life or heard about one being used. So when he first reached into the sink to pick up this thing, I was like, why is there a gravy boat in the sink? <laughs> I was like, what is it? I thought it was like, uh, you know, to, for serving gravy at dinner. <laughs> yeah, like I used one. I don't think like they're anything magical or like super helpful. I just use one because like I have so bad, so many bad allergies that like, mm. it just helps me like clear everything out. Yeah. At least for even if it's just for thirty minutes to let me breathe, <laughs> it's enough relief. But fun. Yeah. yeah, they are. Mm. I don't know if it's just that they're not a um, a big thing in the UK, but it's it's probably just that like I've never really seen people use them. You know, well, it's just. Well, you're not using them in public. That's for sure. So. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, Fair you're enough. not seeing a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, you just sit on the bus and. Stick one of those up your nose. Um, so I like this little detail about Matt being able to hear Arabic above because the mosque had a broken pipe, so they're sharing space for a few weeks. I thought that was just a nice little detail that sort of sets the scene for Hell's Kitchen, that, you know, everybody's looking out for each other in this community. Um, also, this space... So is, this is their spare space where they've got their laundry room where they just keep the stuff. It's their, like, they're basically their storage room. It's huge! They could build so many extra rooms for little orphans down here. 
and I know they have to have it be huge, obviously, for fight fight scenes and stuff. Yeah. But it's so massive this room, and they're just like, yeah, this is just our our laundry room, and and it also has tomb tombs down there as well, which is kind of weird. I don't know. I just thought it was really big. Yeah, it's huge. But yeah, I don't. I feel like anytime you're. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it's because we watch Quantum Leap, but, like, the one episode where he was in the church, like, and he was the boxer or whatever. Oh, yeah. And he was also in a church. I felt like they, I mean, they had a whole boxing ring, like. Under- <laughs> yes! <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that reminded me of Quantum, the episode of Quantum Leap. Yeah, right? I think I was on that episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those, like. Is this is this really what churches are like? I don't know. Is this what Catholic churches? Are like? I don't know. Do like hey Catholics, if you're listening, can you write in and tell us? Because I I have no idea. Like I used to go to church. My church I don't think had all this space. Oh, so there's a huge room at the back with huge room at the back with what? Boxing stuff and that. Oh yeah. It would have been funny if like later on when they bring the guy in to fight Matt and they brought in Sam. From Quantum Leap, and it was a crossover. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please let it be a crossover. And at the end, like, um, you know, he gets beaten, and then Sam just looks at the camera and goes, Oh boy! And then it goes, <laughs> <laughs> um, And this is where we get this conversation between Matt and Maggie. I'll just go through some of the highlights, and you guys can let me know what you thought. So it's where ba- Matt's basically comparing himself to Job. Um, and he let people get close to him and um, he paid the price for it and Stick warned him not to let people get close to him. And he says, just like Job, he was he believed that he was God's servant um, and he gave everything for him and then God punished him anyway. Um, and he finds his Braille Bibles, which there's so many because obviously you'd need so many books to cover a whole... So, many, so much Braille to cover a whole Bible. Um and then Maggie tries to give him her cross, but he throws it away. So she leaves it anyway, which was a nice reference because in the comics, it's a, you know, you have the panels. And in the Daredevil theme, the film, actually, as well, you've got a shot of him feeling, after he's been blinded, feeling the cross around um, uh, this nun's neck. Uh, so it was a nice callback to that. And then Matt says that uh, he's not going to let people know that he's alive because he he is gone and he knows the truth now. He would rather die as the devil than live as Matt Murdock. What do you think of this conversation? Because obviously Matt's got his Catholic guilt going on, but he's pre- comparing himself to Job and he's having a crisis of faith. And I kind of understood it, but I I guess not not, ha- not being religious myself, I was like, Matt, go go and go and see your friends. <laughs> like, like they'll look after you. You know, they love you. Latter half of the story of Job is Job basically gets everything back tenfold or a hundredfold or twentyfold or whatever, however many folds are in the Bible. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, and like his kids die, but I was like, I don't know. Back in that, that time, did he even know his kids' names? It was ten kids. <laughs> you can't remember ten kids' names. <laughs> I can't remember ten kids' names now. So <laughs> I doubt Job. I mean, his wives were probably very sad that the kids were dead. Yeah. I don't think Job cared that much. Um, and he lost, like, everything and was, like, all gross and blissery, but then he healed and whatever. Um, so I think Matt is just dwelling on, like, all the negative parts of that at the beginning of the story mm. and trying to relate back to it. And I think that's why Sister Maggie's kind of, like, irritated with him. 
Yeah. It's just like, all right. Because, again, it's just kind of going back to this whole episode of Matt just feeling so bad for himself. Yeah. That it's like, I mean, you can feel bad for yourself, but, like, I feel like you've been through worse. We've watched <laughs> your childhood. So, the fact that you survived a building crashing around you. Yeah. I think you're doing okay. Also, you already lost Electra before. Yeah. I know you've now lost her twice, but, like, you know. She... <laughs> you should be used to it by now. Good for you, Matt. No! No. <laughs> and she's, like, she turned into the black sky. I mean, she's evil. She's bad, dude. She's mm. never gonna be good, so. Yeah. And it's not him being punished for st- I think maybe, I don't know, like, I think it's because he wanted, he expected to die in that building collapse and he didn't and he feels angry about that as well just like later on in the episode i think he goes out to fight and he wants to die and that's why he's he you know he says father forgive me because i think in a way he's almost trying to commit suicide at that point yeah suicide by thugs i guess um but instead he lived and he's just dwelling on the negative but not the the positive that he does have people you know, he does have friends that love him. Um, Do you have any good therapists in the Marvel Universe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There must be. There must be like a superhero therapist. I don't know. I'm sure Danny's got one on retainer. Danny must be in therapy. Come on. <laughs> he could just, oh, he could just go and hang out at Doctor Strange's and have a cup of tea and talk to him about his problems. That would be adorable. <laughs> Although I think Doctor Strange would get irritated with him. Oh, um, Dr. Banner. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get, um, I've been um, re-watching Hannibal in the last few weeks because they re-released, um, or they've released season three on Netflix. And you have all these beautiful cooking montages. And that's what this reminded me of when we see this the most beautifully <laughs> prepared omelette yeah. ever. And then I think Rebecca and I were like, is he making a pancake? What's happening? And um, yeah, and we cut from this beautiful looking omelette to the saddest, most anemic looking omelette I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he's got a little stove in his cell. I was quite surprised at that. He can make little cook for himself in his cell. Well, because they're giving him everything. I mean, Mm. he's got it real easy in jail. Yeah, it's got yeah, pretty easy. Um, and he <laughs> he just looks sad, poor Fisk. And then he um, Donovan comes in. We love Donovan, the return of him. And they enter with news that his appeal is proceeding, but there are setbacks with Vanessa's return because the government is charging her as an accessory and she can't foot, set foot in the USA. And I was like, oh, so we're not going to be seeing her this season then. But I do like that they mentioned her because. I really loved the relationship between her and, and um, Fisk in season one. And I really missed her being in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when they leave, Fisk sits and stares at the white wall as we left him at the end of season one. So meanwhile, Matt has got out of bed. So we're getting there, Will. We're getting there. Take my hand, Will. We're going somewhere. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> We're waiting. How long for this two years? <laughs> uh, he's exploring the church basement by snapping his fingers and listening and um, manages to trip over a tomb, which I was like, for a guy with a busted hip and spine, I felt that when he hit the floor. I was like, <laughs> ow! Hot damn. Uh, and Sister Maggie tries to cheer him up by giving him a hot toddy and some painkillers. 
And I was like, hmm, hot toddy would Sounds be nice. Yeah, yeah, seriously. It's like hot toddy like, and painkillers. I need to come take care of me when I don't. I know, off. when I feel sick, I'm like, yeah, I have a hot toddy and some painkillers, please. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, and then she's sarcastically saying to him that she thinks he's a hero because he's being so brave and giving up, you know, when all these kids have it much worse than him. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then they talk about Jack Murdoch because Jack was famous around those parts and she even saw him fight. So she seems to know him. Hmm, Tammy. Hmm, yeah. Will. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not going to say anything. Hmm. I wonder if that comes back. I wonder if that's anything to be referenced later on. Uh, and I did make a terrible... Yeah, I, I really can't say it. It's filthy. Um, and it's a spoiler, but I did make a terrible joke at this point in the episode um, to Rebecca, because Rebecca and I have filthy minds. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Matt tries to sleep on his bed, the tiniest bed ever, but he's restless, and then he hears sirens in the distance. And this is when he decides to get up and walks to the sink and finds his little thing and pours that in his his nose, and what happens, Tammy? Nope. I don't know. The don't Mount, know. Mount Vesuvius of blood explodes from his nose. <laughs> and it's so gross. And But do you know the bit that grossed me out the most? Was when it did a close-up on the glass of water and it had blood floating in it. I was like, oh, oh no. I was like, if he takes a sip of that water, I am actually going to throw up. <laughs> it's so horrible. And he, this is when he realises he can feel the rumble of the trains through the sink and the floor and the mirror. And... Takes his socks off and he's able to run across the room. <laughs> so I guess all it took was that big splodge of blood in his nose and he's he's fine now. Kind of reminded me of the weasel or ferret guy from Jessica Jones. Yeah. <laughs> he's running around. <laughs> like the wizard. <laughs> yeah, because he's kind of shuffle, shuffle running, isn't he, like along the floor. Yeah. Um, and then he well, puts on... He's like, uh, he's like uh, Grandpa Joe and... Um... What's the <laughs> well, he's going to get up and start singing, I've got a golden ticket. That would be amazing. <laughs> if they had decided and not told anyone that at this point he burst into song and this season would be a musical, I think I might actually die of happiness on the spot if that had happened. Like, oh, it would have been amazing. Just imagine, like, Fisk singing a song. Oh. Um, I was about to say, <laughs> I'd love to see that. Oh. Is it enough for you that can sing? I can see that. And he can do everything. I'm sure he can sing as well. I don't know if I don't know if any of the cast can sing. Actually, I'm trying to think. I think like Eldon Henson was in a band at some point. I don't know about any of the rest of the cast though. Um, so then he puts on these heavy boots and he starts. We get a little montage, and that looks like it's all Charlie Cox. So I was impressed when he's doing his like handstands and doing push-ups. I was like, damn, Charlie Cox. Wow. Yeah. Like he's he's like a good montage. <laughs> they should have played the Rocky theme over the top though. <laughs> All montages should have the Rocky theme. And he makes yep, he makes his one. little boxing bag and uh, shows off his sense of smell to Maggie because he can tell where she got the food from when she brings him food. And she she calls him on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like you're a little show off. Father Lantern's not happy because he thinks Matt should be focusing on healing his spirit first and then his body and then but she says no his body then his spirit and I was like yeah like well how's like that makes more sense to me for such a physical guy to 
you know it's like they say if you you know if you're not feeling if you're feeling down then you know do some exercise yeah. Men- taking care of your mental health 101 yep. so to help him out I, maggie I guess, oh good yeah i was gonna say i think father lantham is just scared that he's going to shove his mental health to the side Mm-hmm. when he can actually do things physically again. He's just going to go so hardcore at that that he's not going to worry about his mental health. And it's like, and probably overdo it, which he does, because he tries to kick that yeah. bag where he's got a busted hip and falls over. Yeah. And I had flashbacks to my my days when I had first started kickboxing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was about as graceful as that. Um so to help him out, Maggie uh, sets up this fight with this guy called Edmund and um, to do a boxing match. And for some reason, Matt has to be shirtless. Will, were you pleased? <laughs> do you appreciate shirtless Matt when he's, when he's covered in bruises and grossness? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> You're like, I'll take it. <laughs> um... What do you think about this little fight? Because he starts off doing really well, but obviously he kind of overdoes it a bit and gets whacked in the head. Yeah, just one whack and it reverted it back to where he couldn't see anything. The amount of concussions yeah, he's had as well, you know. Yeah. I kind of felt bad for this guy that they talked into coming and fighting Matt. <laughs> Seriously. Who is I this mean, guy? like, that's got to be so, so weird for him. Like, at first he was like, hey, like, he actually can fight. So he goes all out, or he doesn't go all out, but he starts fighting him for real and, like, takes him down. I mean, he still must feel terrible about it, but then at the same time be like, well, they asked me to do it. Yeah. It's just a weird position to be put in. Like, <laughs> can you beat up this blind guy? Yeah, and don't say anything about it. <laughs> Never tell yeah, anyone, this, okay? This is absolving you of something, because it was doing this instead of Hail Mary. So yeah! What else? <laughs> weird trade-off. Next time he like has to absolve himself of something instead of Hail Mary's, he's just going to go and beat up <laughs> another blind dude. <laughs> he just beats up a homeless person. He just goes and tips blind. someone out of their wheelchair. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> needs to explain Catholicism to me because I'm so confused. I <laughs> don't understand Hail Mary's and stuff. I, I, I know that it's like if you go to confession and you confess all the things you've done, and then the priest says, you know, do Hail Marys and one our father, but I've no idea what they actually are. Like, what, punching somebody can yeah. so can take the place. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's cool, but <laughs> maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand what you actually have to do as to I, you know. Aren't, aren't they like types of prayers or something? Maybe I I don't know. Do so many prayers or I. I, I was raised evangelical, and even, like, most of that has gone, you know. I, Elizabeth, if I remember, I think you're Catholic. Please. Yeah, yeah. tell us. <laughs> when you're on the episode, please tell us. We need Catholic <laughs> facts, please. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I only know, like, um, uh, the broadest strokes of certain aspects of yeah. Christianity. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really answer. I just know it's all about guilt. <laughs> like Catholicism. Um, yeah, lots of guilt. Lots of guilt. Yeah. So, yeah, this poor guy, he um, punches Matt in the face, and Matt gets a, you know, can't hear anything. It's kind of similar to when he got the um, the gunshot to the head in season two, you know, where his, his hearing went. 
um, and he's just completely dazed. And yeah, I feel bad for this guy because I just imagine them then going like, "Okay, well, you only really did half a fight, so uh, go and do the other half of your Hail Marys and don't tell anyone." <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so that night, Matt sits on his bed feeling sorry for himself, um, and Maggie puts the cross around his neck, and he's like, and tells him that he was incredible, and um, invites him to mass, but he says no. And then, I thought this scene was, I thought there was a lot of scenes that were really beautifully shot in this episode, like the scene of Karen and Matt in the apartment, with the lighting coming through the window, I always think that's beautiful. But I love this scene of him, sort of standing in the moonlight, looking up at the, um, at the ceiling, like with his eyes closed, listening to the mass, I thought that was a really beautiful shot. And he's got, like, the statue of the angels either side of him. Yeah. Uh, so instead of going to Mass, he decides to raid a load of nuns' habits and make his own new costume, which I love. Because that was in the, some of the promo shots of him wearing this black costume, but you could tell it wasn't the original because there was bits of white on it. And nobody guessed that he made it out of a load of nuns' habits, but I kind of like that he did. Because I just imagine these nuns looking for their habits and being like, where's my habit? And he's running around <laughs> using it as a bandana. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was used at that. I was like, is, is this another thing of his past? I was very confused. I didn't realize it was now. I think they, you can sort of tell the difference because it's a different, it's much more cobbled together. Like the bandana is not, yeah. it's like literally something tied around his head as opposed to the old one. And he, I don't know if it's in this episode I don't think it is. I didn't notice at the end, but at one in one episode, he wraps rope around his hands instead of like proper gauntlets, you know, to pr- to protect his hands and to sort of punch more, uh, to use the sort of brass knuckles. And um, everything's just yeah, a little bit more sort of mismatched out of this costume. Um, and I actually heard a good interview where um, Charlie Cox was talking about this costume, which I'll, I'll mention in a minute. Um, so yeah, he goes to stop these guys. Uh, in a, from a laundry van attacking uh, this man and woman who managed to get away. We get that awesome shot of him on the uh, the roof draped around a cross. And Tammy had flashbacks to the Daredevil movie, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Ben Affleck at the start of that film where he's bleeding all the blood in his body. <laughs> That's like, we just get this shot of his blood going down the side of this building. And it's like, you know, you, you know, there's not like a hundred pints of blood in a person's body, right, film? Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a very iconic um, shot recreated from the comics. So I love in this fight that when Matt punches the guy's head through the wind, the, the um, side mirror, I thought that was amazing. <laughs> he just like head goes flying through it. It was so cool. And um, he gets beaten really badly in this. It's kind of yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, it's um, and at the end of it, he asks for more because he goes to pick up this pipe. And you sort of think, oh, amazing, now he's going to fight back, you know, he's going to use it as his baton. And instead he throws it to one of the guys and then just basically asks for more for them to finish him. So I think at this point he is he is suicidal. Um, Yeah. And there was an interview with with uh, Charlie Cox where he was talking about this costume. Uh, The interview was asking, why does Matt go back to the black costume? And obviously one of the reasons is, you know, he can't get to his red costume because it was cut off of him um, when he was taken to the church. But also, um, he he was he made the red costume in the first place because he wanted to be protected um, 
because he was getting so badly beaten in episode one, he needed some protection in episode two for his body. But at this point, he doesn't want to be protected. He wants to go out there and he wants to be hurt because he almost, you know, wants to end things. And he said, um, I think he described it, that Matt is in a um, very masochistic state of mind at this this point. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. He, uh, that's why he... I, he wants them to kill him, and that's why he says, God forgive me, because mm-hmm. it's his way of, like, committing suicide. Yeah. Su- suicide via thug, I guess. Mm-hmm. Suicide via lead pipe, Ooh. or steel yeah. bar, or whatever it was. That's not good. Um, so instead, the sirens arrive, and then uh, they run off, and he runs off as well. So that is the end of... <laughs> of Matt in this episode which is basically most of the episode and we get to meet a new character guys so take my hand and let me lead you to little Sammy's birthday party at the Nadim household and we meet our new character Ray Nadim uh, and his wife whose name's not revealed at this point but his son is called Sammy uh, what do you think of, of this scene where they're discussing like their financial woes were you like what? who's this guy why do I care what's happening yeah, and yeah, for the I think longest the first time. Yeah. yeah, the first time we see him, I was like, okay, else is going to tie into the episode. But, whoa, Thunder. Whoa. Thunder may be once or twice a year here in Portland, so that was once. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was wondering, <laughs> yeah, how is he going to be related? But once um, he... Well, later on, once he... That's because you were saying you don't know how it's going to be related, and God went, you'll see, Will, you'll see, <laughs> through the thunder. <laughs> yeah, threw me off, I can't, I can't get my thoughts together right now, but yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, because of this conversation in my notes, they were just known as the poor family and the poor dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for him, though, in this... In this scene, because like you obviously find out that they're they're struggling with money, but it's because his sister had cancer and has had no. Um, oh no, he says he hasn't had a pay rise in three and a half years, but th- she hasn't had any insurance. Like nobody would give her insurance, so they've had to pay everything. And like, yeah. I, oh, it's awful. I, I mean, I apparently they I'll didn't want to start a GoFundMe. I don't know. I, I get. I mean, it's such like it's such a, an alien concept to me. The whole insurance thing, obviously with us having the NHS over here, that it kind of just makes me be like, it, it just seems so crazy to me that someone would be in that situation. I guess you guys obviously see it more. It's um, so I, but, it's, it's a little complicated. I just, uh, we have our open enrollment period where I had to choose my yeah. insurance for next year. And I was, mm. trying to de- I was trying to decide if I wanted to switch to a different type of plan. And I figured... I'll switch and I can save money as long as I don't get sick. If I if I get sick, but, I'm probably yeah, screwed. That's, that's so crazy. It's like that's the way you have to do it. And they even have clear like these little things. Like well, at least I know for mine, it's like okay, how often do you get sick in a, a year? And like how are you planning any kind of major surgeries? And like basically a little survey, and then it tries to help you decide which plan to do. based on your answers it's like yeah but at the end of the day like we just the whole point of insurance my understanding is like we don't know what's going to happen so it's there to help out (laughs) I mean the last serious illness I had in the last year was when last summer when I had to call an ambulance and I ended up in hospital for four days had no idea that was going to happen 
Um, and because yeah, of that, I got, you know, I, I wasn't getting um, as much money that month from from um, my job. So money was already tight. But if I had to then pay out for that surgery as well, I don't know how I would have done it. Yeah, I don't get uh, seriously sick that often. But, like, how do I know? <laughs> like, how do I know yeah, that my yeah. appendix isn't going to burst next yeah. week? Yeah. My dad went in for a routine checkup and got... Yeah, yeah, a car accident. My dad went in for a routine checkup and got told um, for something else and got told he had to have a triple heart bypass. And he was very lucky because he was on private, um, he had private health care at that point because of his job. Um, So, you know, it could be sort of done straight away. But if that, if, you know, if it was the case that we'd have to, he'd have to pay for that, I don't know if we would have been able to afford it. Yeah. I mean, that's the craziest. Yeah. Like, and specifically, like, because we even have stuff here where you can um, basically put away money pre-tax out of your check. So mm-hmm. that way, if you have any medical expenses come up, <clears throat> and I do this every year, like if you have any medical expenses come up, you can kind of get reimbursed. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just using your own money. It's just pre-tax. So you don't have to worry about it. It's a little less. But, you know, so I put a little bit away every year to do that. So that way, when I have to go to the doctor or whatever, I can just kind of against it but even that has a limit so if you Mm. have cancer and your insurance isn't covering shit like i don't understand how i don't get in this scenario it on this show how these people are paying for her cancer treatment like i i'm not i don't get it Mm. (laughs) like how they because it's astronomically expensive yeah so i i mean so even though he hasn't gotten a raise in three years he must be making bank and like on top of that, I would think the whole family has been putting money into this woman's mm-hmm. cancer treatment. Yeah, he works yeah. for the FBI, so I don't think he could be super rich, but maybe the family's been yeah. contributing. Maybe they did, like, fundraising things and stuff, you know, but it's yeah. just not been enough to cover everything, no, you know. No, there's no way it can be. It's yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's... it's. I just found this horrifying, though, like, just the thought of it. Um yeah, it's now, crazy. Sickness away from being a lot of people are like one sickness away from being homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's um, it it makes me really um, sad and frustrated for people that don't have and our oh, healthcare isn't perfect by any means, but like I've had um, two, I, I have two chronic illnesses, and I've never had any major issues with you know getting treatment or anything. Like for either of them, it makes me sad and frustrated for people that don't have that aren't as lucky as we are. And when we get people yeah. complain about the the NHS over here, which I get a lot of because we get the old ladies come into my work and uh, complain about it, I have to remind them and say we don't know how lucky we are. I think we're incredibly lucky, and I hope you you guys get get something like that soon as well. Otherwise, you can you can just come over here and I'll adopt you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's never happening here, but thank you. That's all right. Yeah, not there in my is. lifetime. No, not at all. I just moved to England. I'll adopt you. You can be my children. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'll smug you over in a suitcase. So um, Ray isn't really helping the situation by promising Sammy that he's going to build a swimming pool that year. Because it's like, Ray, like, like, like it's the fact that he's obviously feels inadequate because Sammy's like oh, I want to go and play at my friend's house because they've got a bowling alley in their basement and like you I feel what? like I can teach your kid what yes what matters like, this is a, yeah this is an opportunity to actually like help your kid understand economics finance 
the shitty <laughs> the shitty economy we're in and what actually matters. Like, yeah. That's that's what this is. Not a time to promise your kids fucking swimming yeah. when they're complaining already. Say to your kids, you know, we've been uh, the reason. This is the reason we can't get a swimming pool because yeah. you know this have, is. Have you seen your aunt? That's why. Yeah, because we're celebrating that your aunt is well today. And because, you know, because of that, then we won't be able to have a swimming pool. But, you know, that she's well, and that's more important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, and tells his wife, then he tells his wife he's going to fix everything. And in the morning, he grabs his gun and his bullets from the safe. And so we're like, hmm, what kind of job do you have? And he heads to work at the FBI. And then he goes to, uh, to visit someone's office. Hmm. Well, who's this person, Tammy? What's this person's name? Aww. I might have told you um, <laughs> when I was watching this first episode that you'd be pleased that we finally have a character in the episodes called Tammy. Yep, her name is Tammy. Now, Tammy, I've got an um, important question. Which oh, Tammy in the FBI do you prefer? This Tammy or Tammy <laughs> Preston from Twin Peaks The Return? Go. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Okay, well, this one so far... <laughs> <laughs> well, anything to do with Twin Peaks Return is terrible, so... Uh. <laughs> and we haven't seen this Tammy walk yet, but I imagine she doesn't walk like no. a, like Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> like Tammy Preston, yeah. But I was I was happy to see a Tammy, because um, now we're just missing a a Melanie, or a Mel, and then we'll have all of our, our co-hosts have a character named after them in these shows. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... And this is when he goes Bailey to talk. Jessica Jones. Yeah, next season, <laughs> Jessica Jones. Well, also, we've got Madame Gow, who's Madame Melanie Gow. We, we all know that's yeah. her name. Um, so they talk about his FICO score. I didn't know what a FICO score was, but it's something uh, to do with yeah. debt. Yeah. Is, I yeah. do not believe that that's what was keeping his, them from doing his review, but I guess if you're in a government agency mm-hmm. that that matters? I don't know. I was really I surprised as well. That. Yeah. And but then they when they she sort of explained it and she was like, you know, it's um, makes you a recruitment target. I was like, "Oh, I guess that does make sense because yeah, you know, you would be in they would be in danger of um being recruited and um to the other, you know, to the other side or or something because of the financial gain, I guess." Yeah. Yeah. But um that's keeping him from getting his uh, any sort of performance increase or promotion. Um, and so she gives him this assignment that they all get, and they know it's a bad assignment, but he has to do it anyway, which is to go and see if Wilson Fisk is willing to give up any information. And I love that he's just kind of like, ugh, and goes there and is sitting sitting there in Fisk's room and goes starts to go through the whole spiel and then is just like, oh, why didn't you just tell me to to get lost or whatever he says? Um, but then Fisk actually wants to make a deal. So, yeah, so we might see more of FBI agent Ray. Also, I have to give a... We know all about his family and everything, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, we'll probably see him again. I have to say as well, um, that actor, his name's Jay Alley, he has the best hair. His hair's amazing. You'll see it going on in scenes. He other money's gone. <laughs> his hair products. <laughs> he um and I saw someone else compare it as well. He has the most expressive hair in a Marvel Netflix show since Ward was in Iron Fist. <laughs> so keep an eye on his hair. It's great. <laughs> his hair has a mind of its own. <laughs> um, that's the end of the episode, guys. 
we end with a uh, a shocking conclusion. So, do you guys have anything else to go over? It's quite a slow episode, but obviously there's a lot of setup. Yeah. When do you think that we will uh, that everyone will find out that Matt's alive? Episode episode thirteen. Episode two, but I don't think it's. Uh, yeah, maybe I was, third or I was, fourth. Yeah, I was the end or somewhere in the third. Okay. I think it's still going to be a little bit of story before we get to it. Okay. Was this 13 episodes or 10? Yeah, 13. 13. Okay. I know they, I think I read the article that they had decided to shorten UK's season 3 to 10, and that was one of the, re- that was one of the bones of contention, having to rewrite the season. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. That was... That was part of the creative differences. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sad about it. I, I wanted to, I wanted to see more shades as well. Yeah. Like, oh, we're not going to get any more... More sh- nightshade. More nightshade. More... Yeah. Oh, more DW. All the, night, all the nights and the shades, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> shady shades. Yeah. Michael Knight from Knight Rider. M. Night Shyamalan. It's the night. <laughs> Uh, I can't think of anyone else called Shade, but, um, you know, someone else. Uh, Coffee jokes. Oh, no, darn, because I'm going to (laughs) cry. I feel so sad about it. (sighs) Right, anyway, I hope you guys are feeling hungry, because you've had to go a while without any Easter eggs. Starving. You're starving. Well, I'm going to give you some Easter eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. So, um, uh, so this is from Den of Geek, uh, as always. And they say, it's not a spoiler to say right out of the gate that this season is influenced by several Daredevil comic stories. And one of them is Frank Miller and David Mazzuccelli's classic Born Again. But if you're looking for an adaptation of Born Again, this season definitely ain't it. That being said, opening with Matt recuperating in a church while being cared for by Sister Maggie is straight out of Born Again. It's the circumstances that are different, though. Here we kick things off because of events from the finale of The Defenders, where a building quite literally fell on Matt Murdock. In Born Again, the church and Sister Maggie don't appear until midway through the story, when Matt is already physically and mentally broken. And while a building didn't fall on him in that story, he ends up in the church after his actual apartment building is blown to bits. And um, there are direct parallels, and I'm going to post um, in the uh, on the Facebook page um, some panels from Born Again, which show Sister Maggie holding Matt, and he's feeling the cross around her neck. Um, Sister Maggie Grace, by the way, first appeared in Daredevil number 229, which is uh, from the Born Again storyline. She's also a prominent figure in Kevin Smith, Joe Casada, and Jimmy Palmiotti's Guardian Devil, which this episode has a lot of references to as well, including Matt being draped around the cross on the roof. Uh, the more sharp-tongued, assertive Sister Maggie we see here is slightly more reminiscent of the way the character is portrayed in Guardian Devil. Another parallel with Guardian Devil is Matt's generally shitty attitude and his crisis of faith. While the circumstances, that's their words, <laughs> while the circumstances contributing to those in that story were drastically different and supernatural in nature, um, yeah, they were, um, it's the closest parallel to this season's, um, to this season's dickhead Matt I can think of. In Born Again, he was more just broken and mentally unwell. While that is the case here, it's just manifesting differently. Uh, we get the return of Ben Donovan in this episode. Um, so, uh, which is cool because he's he's kind of popping up all over the place to link characters together. Uh, Ray Nadim is not from the comics, nor as far as Den of Geek can tell, is he even loosely based on anyone from the comics. 
Um, other, other than that, there aren't really a lot of Easter eggs in this episode. They say there's just more influences, and um, we'll sort of get more of those as the season goes on. Sometimes there's direct references to actual panels from the comics, which is pretty cool. Uh, so those were your Easter eggs for today, guys. I hope you're nice and full well. Nom, 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 nom. Take a nap now. Aww. Sleepy little, sleepy little nap. So, uh, now it's time to go through our quotes. Um, I didn't have that many for this episode. I don't know if you guys had any, so I'll let you guys go first. I think I got, like, a few. Oh, Will, don't fall asleep yet. Um, if you press that, we'll hear you upstairs and come running, because we have nothing better to do. (laughs) She's so sassy, I love her. (laughs) I have one by her as well, which is, she says, I need to change your gauze, preferably without you flailing about like an idiot. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, pills and liquor. Modern medicine at its finest. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, Sounds like he needed to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Matt says, ha, that actually explains a lot. <laughs> uh, I've got the one where Sister Maggie says something about Maybe his hearing will come back when it, the swelling goes down. And then she says, or maybe it will come back when you take your head out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. I think that's actually all my quotes. I think they're all by her, pretty much. I've got um, where she says, don't tell anyone. They'll think I've gone soft. And he says, no, I don't think there's any danger of that. <laughs> nice. Uh, right. If that's all of quotes, it's time to rate this episode. Rate this bad boy. Tammy Tams, you can go first. Sure. Uh, yeah, it was real slow. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was some stuff that uh, was interesting. I actually like, even though it was tiny, teeny bits of it, I liked the Wilson Fisk stuff the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie was fun, and uh, Matt was just, he was just depressing. So uh, I give this 7 out of 10 whiny baby devils. <laughs> <laughs> Will. Yes, uh, slow. Um, I did like that scene in Matt's apartment with Karen and Foggy, and of course, Sister Maggie was great. Um, but yeah, I'll give it seven and a half out of ten. Um, grossest. <laughs> <laughs> Grossest nose cleanings ever. It's so gross. Oh. Um, yeah, and I agree. I was really happy when the um, episode started because I was so happy to see this character again. I do like the character stuff with um, Sister Maggie, but it is a very slow start, and I have to, uh, I have to grade it against the other episodes, which I've obviously seen as well. And um, it's a slow start, and there are better episodes than this so don't worry guys there's one coming up in a couple of weeks which i'm very excited for you guys to see and i jumping up and down in anticipation um i like the character stuff i like the introduction to the character of um of ray i thought that was good um yeah uh yeah just very slow though um but i i enjoyed it um, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 saddest pancakes, uh, saddest omelettes, sorry, in the world. And that gives us an average of 7.16 out of 10. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Yes, and don't worry, Will, there will be plenty more action to come. Yes, thank you. That's all right. That's all right. I, I made sure there was. 
for, for your benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you. <laughs> uh, back this isn't good enough. You need to redo the season for Will. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. This does not pass Will's Will's needs. He needs action. He needs he needs um, shirtless Mike Coulter. I know Luke's not in this episode. I don't care. We need. Uh, we always need shirtless Mike Coulter. It might be for me and Tammy as well. Uh, just saying. Um, <laughs> I'll even take shirtless Finn Jones. <laughs> um, yeah. So it will. It will get better, guys. I don't think the first episode's terrible, but I agree with you guys. It's very slow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, terrible. I. I have to be with that. It picks up, and so therefore will be a little better. And we have major characters from this season that we haven't even been introduced to yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So, uh, okay. Feedback. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy. You know that. You know him. <laughs> that guy. Even in this episode that I've heard about. Hmm. I'm sure you've heard many things about that guy. That yeah. guy. Uh, so feedback. We got quite. <laughs> Spoilers. We got we got quite a few emails which were talking about all of um, uh, season three, so I can't read those yet until the end of the season. But thank you for sending them, um, lovely people. But I will have to wait. And then we got a few which were discussing episode one and two, so I'll have to wait until next week to discuss those as well. However, we did get one from the lovely Sedna, um, and uh, she has sent us an email. Um, obviously we know she's a big Daredevil fan, so we'll have to see what she thinks. Will, would you like to read this email from Sedna? Of course. In your best Sedna voice. I know, (laughs) me too. (laughs) It's been a while since we've had uh, an email from her. Oh, my poor baby skyscraper won't pissed out of a sewer pipe, broken, clinically depressed, emo, goth, actual actual fictional (laughs) love of my life. Dark now, I bleed only for myself. My heart, my heart. Oh my god, his point of view is all blurry and the sound is all swimmy and one sided. We finally get to see the aftermath of the big S2 reveal and Karen's reaction, which played out realistically, though I was begging for an explanation to the Kane thing being an act. But that's just my own personal obsession. I could bang on for hours about the complexity of this. Okay, in my <laughs> mind, I read that it's bang him for hours. <laughs> well, we know, we know Sedna. Yeah, Sedna would say that as well. We know that. <laughs> oh, Maggie, you're all kinds of awesome, but please don't imply a depressed person should count their blessings and tell them, get your head out of your ass. Mm. But invoking Batlin Jack, a sluice with a neti pot, and the vibrations of subway trains are all it takes to bring our boy back to life. Much like this new season is done to my Tumblr dash and my AO3 fanfic feed. Yay! <laughs> when she said about it, it, it brought him back to life, all I could hear was Evanescence in the Daredevil film being like, bring me <laughs> to life. Like, oh no. The training montage, the suspense, super sense brag, and topless boxing. Yay. <laughs> oh, fuck all so he can go daredevil and get himself killed. Cries for days. 
Aww. I managed to get the whole thing binged on release day. Fuck, I've been screaming internally ever since, and I'm already part of the way through the stages of grief for what could conceivably be the end of the Marvel Netflix universe. Yeah. Please, God and Disney, let there be more Daredevil, <laughs> Heroes for Hire, Daughters of the Dragon. Pretty please. Agreed. Thanks, Edna. Agreed. It was it was so weird because like the. I was so excited to watch, obviously, Daredevil, and I know people who watched it on day of release as well. It's really exciting and everything. And then, you know, on the same day, you get the news that Luke Cage has been cancelled as well, particularly when season two seemed to be so well received. You know, with with Iron Fist, it wasn't... I mean, I really liked Iron Fist season two, but it wasn't a, a huge shock, whereas Luke Cage definitely came as a huge shock, and it did... It was like a very bittersweet experience watching Daredevil that day, you know? It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, thank you, Sedna, as always. It's so, so good to hear from you. It's good to have you back. Right. Well, now it's time to talk about next week, where we're going to do episode two and three. Episode two is called Please. Um, Grieving for the life he's abandoned, Matt suffers a crisis of faith. Fisk makes a deal with the FBI that turns him into a target. And episode three is No Good Deed. As Fisk moves into swanky new digs amid a public outcry, Matt wrestles with how far he's ready to right this wrong. Dex's aim comes into focus. I wonder who Dex is. Hmm. I wonder who that is, guys. Hmm. <laughs> Any predictions? Uh, Fisk is going to move into swanky new digs, Tammy. Well, it's gonna I get mean, the warden's I, office. <laughs> yeah, like I can't imagine uh, going anywhere else. Mm. He, I mean, he already has it where he can, in his cell, make his own food and also play music. So, <laughs> and stare at his wall. And stare at his wall. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, that will be next week anyway. Um, hopefully, this time next week, I won't be saying, "Oh yeah, they've cancelled Jessica Jones and Daredevil as well." Because that would be really sad. Yeah. Um, hopefully there's going to be good news. Uh, but in the meantime, we haven't got a guest. So um, should we do an Excelsior or shall we do a... I don't know. What was the quote in this episode? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> should we do a... I'll do a, a mat kicking and then falling and hurting his rib. Are you ready? Okay, ready? Okay. All right. All right, ready? Oh, all oh, my hip. Ow, ow. Oh, thud. <laughs> thanks bye (laughs) thank you for listening you can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on twitter at defenderspod Defenders Podcast is created under a creative commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!